Good morning and welcome back to Community What a Concept. I'm your host, Ruby Bean, and joining me today is Christian Ritchie and broadcaster John Williams. Before we introduce our special guest today, I'm going to send it over to John to give you a quick message on where you can find us. How'd you like that music? It was beautiful. It I was okay, it. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, not too, not too staid or anything no. like that. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Community What a Concept, coming to you live from the studios of the Williams Broadcasting Group, creative programming for radio, television, and diversified full-length podcasts for the web at williamsbroadcasting.net. We come your way every Wednesday right around 9 o'clock in the morning. And don't forget, you can listen to us live, which is what we're doing right now. We are live stream from our studio simply by going to williamsbroadcasting.net, clicking onto the microphone at the front of that front page at the bottom of the page that says listen live and we'll be there. Don't forget, you can also listen to Community What a Concept on Demand anytime on any one of our platforms, and that includes every platform known to man, um, and it's really true. And uh, don't forget that you can pick that up on our website at williamsbroadcasting.net, but also Community Concepts website as well, which will link you directly to the homepage for Community What a Concept. And you can uh, not only listen to this show, but also listen to all of the archived shows because we save everything and uh so because people you know people like to go back and it's they might have missed stuff. something yeah it's yeah. important stuff we want to make sure it's there so that's for sure and uh don't forget uh once again that we uh we come your way every single week right around nine o'clock on wednesday morning and with that i will turn it back over to ruby okay so today our special guest is kari taylor from western Maine addiction recovery initiative good morning good morning thank you for having me yeah thanks for joining us absolutely why don't we start with um, having you tell us a little bit about Western Maine Addiction Recovery Initiative? Sure. Um, so, as you said, my name is Kari. I'm the director of the Western Maine Addiction Recovery Initiative, which uh, we say WAMARI for short. Um, we're a community built nonprofit organization that serves all of Oxford County. Um, primarily, we focus on um, addiction recovery in response to the opioid crisis. Perfect. And we're, you're, you serve the entire Oxford County. Where is your office located? So Common Ground Counseling donates uh, space for me to work out of to Wamari. So I spend time in Norway as well as up in Rumford mm-hmm. and Mexico. And I'm trying to get out to Freiburg soon as well. So we really are all over the place. I was going to say it's a big county. It's a very rural <laughs> county. It is. It's a huge county to for a small organization to be providing services But that's why collaborating with all the other Mm -hmm. organizations that are doing work is so important. Kari, what was the inspiration for the development of Wamari? You know, how did it how did it come about? Uh, Tell us a little bit about that and uh, the importance of what your organization means in relationship to dealing with and working with the other uh, collaborative organizations that also deal with uh, addiction and mental health issues and so on and so forth. Sure. Um, so as many people may know, the opioid crisis has been, been affecting our community for quite some time, and in fact, the entire country. Um, in 2015, a group of concerned community members, uh, business owners, professionals, people who work in the field of addiction recovery, um, got together and wanted to do something to impact Uh, substance use disorder in our community and what was happening related to the opioid crisis. Um, So they did, they they founded WAMARI and um, have been working together since. So board members include um, people from local counseling agencies. The president of our board is a sergeant with the Oxford County Sheriff's Department. We have the director of guidance at Oxford Hills High School. 
uh, a number of people from local social service agencies. So it is really a diverse group of people. And in 2018, um, they applied and formed uh, Wamari as a nonprofit. And up until last year when my position was created, it was entirely um, made up of volunteers. Mm -hmm. And I am the only paid position in Wamari. It's a part-time position that's funded through local grant funding. And then the rest of our funding is uh, from donations from concerned community members, local businesses, um, and that helps us to do the work that we do. So some of the work we do do is um, we meet on a monthly basis and we talk about what's going on in our community and uh, what the concerns are and what steps uh, we can take to address those concerns. Uh, we provide community education. So for example, I went to the local Rotary and uh, gave a presentation on substance use disorder. It's, it's so important, important uh, stigma mm. is uh, very well and alive in our community and people just don't know what they don't know when it comes to substance use disorder. So being able to go out and, and talk with people and not just talk to them, talk with them, have a conversation about substance use disorder. Um, it's, it's surprising to, to see people kind of, I don't know, come around to it to mm -hmm. gain an awareness of what it mm -hmm. is. And then to also hear uh, how many people are, in fact, uh, impacted by it. It's, you know, it's kind of one of those quiet things. People don't talk about it when it's happening. In it's still families. a stigma. There's a lot of a stigma associated with it. So that's one of the reasons I do what I do, myself being in recovery, um, we have this saying, which is recover out loud. Mm -hmm. And the last year in this position, one of the things I do do is recover out loud. And by doing that, I hope that people with substance use disorder will um, find my story relatable, um, but that also I will work towards reducing stigma within our community. I, I want to jump in on one thing you said a few minutes ago, which was the you're talking about your board and the composition, including some representative from the guidance office at Oxford Hills. And I just want to note how important that is. Um, we talk about a stigma. I want to say that it's a little bit generational. Mm -hmm. Growing up in Oxford Hills and graduating as part of the class of 2016, before I graduated, there were multiple friends of mine in school that passed away to overdose deaths. And you can't graduate high school and not have your lens shift on the subject a lot. But just because that happened for me and my school experience doesn't mean it's happened for everybody else throughout the county. And there's a lot of um, exactly what you're talking about, the stigma that persists on. So I want to give you a chance to to speak to that. And what have you seen shift in the community over the last seven years from 2015 to 2022? Do you feel like you're chipping into that? Do you think you're making good headway? What is what is the state of stigma around Oxford County right now? Yeah, I I definitely think that we've had an impact on stigma. And I think because there are so many well-recognized mm -hmm. people who are part of Wamari, um, it, it lends credibility to the concern. Um, when people are in a position of, uh, not necessarily power, but uh, positions that people look up to, and they talk about substance use disorder, and um, they have a conversation about it. It just it has this effect of reducing stigma around it. Um, we do work really closely with the schools, uh, Mountain Valley High School, and then also Oxford Hills High School. 
they take substance use disorder very seriously and they have implemented, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but um, some significant changes and programming in the last few years. Um, uh, substance use disorder is an issue with use, youth. Um, one of the things that when we talk with people, we educate them about is adverse childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, data that shows that substance use disorder has a greater likelihood of being an issue when children experience a certain number of adverse childhood experiences, such as parents with substance use, um, abuse, um, neglect. And uh, every two years, we, uh, we, there's a survey that's done, the Maine Integrated Youth Health Survey, and it collects data. And so we have that data on a local level. And we've learned that um, our students uh, have been greatly impacted by Mm -hmm. childhood trauma. And um, so now we know that that can then lead to substance use disorder. So working on ways of finding interventions and um, working with the youth are so important, as well as bringing them in and making them part of the conversation. Um, We need to elevate youth voices because just like you said they're experiencing it it's happening to their friends it's happening in their families and we need to hear their opinions and um, bring them in uh, to our planning when we're working on solutions it's fascinating to me um just in the in the short period of time we've been on the air listening to this and and really understanding that there is so much that we don't know. And and now these are the kinds of things we need to be doing more of so that if we do nothing more than elevate and 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 put that out there so that people can hear these, you know, um, you know, these conversations that are going on about what continues to be to a certain extent still a, a, a conversation that is stagnated, I call it, through that stigma process. And I, and I think that that's, I think it's definitely changing. And one of the things that you mentioned off air, Kari, before we, uh, before we uh, went into the show this morning is that, is that you feel as though the state of Maine as a state is beginning to finally recognize that this is not only, it's not only a, a, a horrible situation when it comes to our youth, but they're actually getting more involved in it, interacting in it, and you're giving the governor some, uh, some, um, you're giving the governor some, uh, basically a sense that, that, you know, you feel as though she's, she's made some steps forward with this. I do. Um, Governor Mills administration has taken very clear and concise steps um, as far as developing a strategic plan to address the opioid epidemic. Um, I just had uh, the chance to attend the governor's fourth annual opioid summit, which was in Bangor Bangor this year. And uh, you can call it Bangor. Bangor. (laughs) That's what, that's what a lot of people from outside the state call Bangor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was in awe to see uh, around 1200 people attend the summit. That's great. Um, One of the things that I was most inspired by was um, they had uh, a number of breakout sessions that people could choose ahead of time uh, what areas they wanted to uh, learn more about. And each one of those breakout sessions, there were 35 of them, I think, um, led with a voice of recovery. Mm -hmm. 
So they reached out to people in recovery all across the state and asked them to lead each breakout session and share for about five minutes their own personal experience. That was so powerful because, mm. you know, it's mm-hmm. so nerve wracking mm. sharing um, your experiences when you're in recovery, even if you you know, feel good about it. You understand that it is a disorder. You've learned all these things to destigmatize it. Um, there still is that little voice in the back of your head um, that says, you know, I did something wrong. This was a moral failing, which we know is not the case. We know it's not true, um, which is why it's so powerful to have people share their experiences and uh, just, I mean, see the, the humanness of them. Absolutely. So um, with Wamari, you spoke about education for the community and partnering. Um, If I needed services and I contacted you, would would there be something that you could offer for an individual or is it more an education? Yeah, so we are actively working on that. So our banner initiative is a program called Project Save Me. Um, It is a program which uh, connects individuals with substance use disorder with trained peer recovery coaches. Um, We work very closely with law enforcement. Um, Those peer recovery coaches are uh, all volunteers. So this program was actually, uh, it began in 2018 and got off to a good start and we had volunteers trained, but then Wamari lacked the coordination Mm -hmm. to keep the program going. So that is why my position was created. So this last year, I've been working on uh, revamping the program and recruiting people to be peer recovery coaches. We actually have one individual who just completed her training last week, and she's going to be starting with us shortly. And we have three people who will be taking the Recovery Coach Academy training in August. So we're, we're starting. And then I myself am a trained peer recovery coach. So um, if someone reaches, reaches out and needs help right now, I am able to connect with them. And if I don't have uh, the time or the availability, I work closely with the options liaison for Oxford County. I can connect individuals with him. We also work, work closely with the Larry Labonte Recovery Center, which is in Rumford. So yes, we are able to help people on an individual one-on-one basis, but we have uh, so much further to go. And there's a lot more programming we want to do. We just, we need to secure the funding to be able to do that. And just getting started. So how would someone reach out? Is there a, a website or a number? And we can share this on our podcast uh, social media post as well. So yeah, that's great. So um, our website is wamari.org. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Project okay. Save Me Western Maine Addiction Recovery Initiative. We also have a Facebook group. It's a private group. People can join um, We keep people updated on events that are going on. And we have had people reach out through that group. Uh, So someone can also call, they can email, or they can send a message on Facebook, and we will respond to them right away. And is that group for those in recovery or for like families and friends of those who might be in recovery and they're trying to connect resources? All of the above. So it is for people in recovery, people who aren't in recovery, people who have substance use disorder and are in active addiction, um, concerned community members, uh, anybody that uh, in some way uh, is affected by substance use disorder and just wants to be more involved in our community. 
One of the things that uh, <clears throat> I would like to ask you is that is obviously you have you have um, experienced this on a on a personal level. Uh, if you don't mind, you know what what are the challenges that you faced during the time in which you were um, a substance abuser, and then through the process of you know, you know finding a way uh, out of that, and 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 how did that occur, and what kind of help did you get or not get during that process? Yeah. Um, thank you for asking yeah. and giving me an opportunity to yep. share about that. Sure. So um, I have uh, struggled with substance use disorder my entire life, although I didn't call it that. I didn't know it was, you know, <laughs> substance use disorder. Um, I experienced uh, adverse childhood experiences growing up, also did not call it that trauma, <laughs> right? Um and so at a very early age, I turned to substances and continued to use it as a crutch uh, for most of my life. And I also dealt with uh, mental health issues as well. So, um, you know, initially, uh, my introduction to recovery, to uh, a way to live another life, uh, was in my 20s when my substance use disorder got uh, really out of control. Um, I had always had a problem with drinking, but then I had turned to drugs as well and ended up using heroin. Um, so once I started doing that, my life began to spiral uh, very quickly. And I started to reach out and seek help. And so that's when I first got introduced to detoxes. And uh, started going in and out of detox, trying to figure out if there was a way that I could stop, uh, if there was another way to live. Uh, and finally uh, was able to have some success in doing that. And then uh, ended up going into treatment. Uh, I don't know, I spent uh, almost two years at that point in treatment. I had a young son at the time. And I was uh, able to go to what I call a mommy and me program. It was uh, residential sober living where parents could bring their children to come live with them while you uh, learned and got some stability and uh, figured out how to live life in recovery. So I had a lot of success with that. And um, it was for a few years, about four years. And uh, things were going really well and my life changed. And all these things happened to me that always seemed very far-fetched and out of reach. And they all became very obtainable. Um, unfortunately, this disease is um, insidious and relapse can be a part of that. And in my late 20s, I picked up substances again and was not able to find my way back into recovery for 10 years. Um, so it's frustrating mm. uh, when you've experienced recovery and that you know there's another way to live but yet you can't seem to maintain or obtain it, what that does to a person internally is really undescribable. I felt um, that I was a failure. Um, I felt uh, like it wouldn't be possible. I, I ended up feeling um, completely hopeless. Uh, at the end of my using, I was convinced I was going to die an alcoholic. I did not think that I would see my son graduate high school. So the fact that I was able to find recovery again really is, um, in, my, in my life, a miracle. 
And let me just speak briefly on how that happened. Um, my family was aware that I had substance use disorder, but they didn't really understand it. Um, so uh, when they saw how bad things were getting for me, they reached out to organizations like Wamari and became educated about substance use disorder. And through that, they understood that um, there were ways that they could help me in that process. And so they reached out to me and um, encouraged me to go to treatment. Uh, not that I hadn't tried that a number of times before, I had, but uh, they didn't give up. And for whatever reason this time, uh, I went into treatment and then I continued in treatment and sober living uh, for about a year. Um, it worked and I now, I will have five years of recovery next month. Congratulations. So, yeah, wow. thank you. Yeah. Thank wow. you. It's, um, you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it's important that people hear these stories because, you know, once again, you know, this is a subject that um, I, I don't want to say because I, because I think we've, we've sort of uh, gone over that already. I don't want to say that we, that we sweep this under the rug, but we do, we sweep it under the rug still too often. And, and people who are not experiencing it don't want to have to experience it at any level. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that we can't do anything about it. And I think you would agree with that, Kari, unless people do experience it, even if they've never had any association with drug addiction by either themselves or by anyone close to them before, because the more that we know about it, the more we can do to stop it from happening. And, and I think that's what you're talking about right now. It took you quite a while to get to the point where you got, where you were able to connect with and, and make that happen. But once you did, and you knew that you could get that help, it, it set you on the road to recovery. Yeah, that's so true. Um, you know, I think what's most important is um, that we understand that this is really happening. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's starting with our youth. And it's affecting and sometimes I think it's affecting them. I think it's important to talk about the youth because people tend to have more compassion um, for youth with issues than they do adults. Um, but it is happening. And the thing is, is that it there is, uh, there is a solution. There is treatment. Um, we can help people with substance use disorder. You know, we say recovery is possible and community is the cure. And so it really does take an entire community to wrap our arms around this problem and um, do what we need to do to, to help those that, that need our support. In your story, you used the word miracle, and I just want to highlight that. I think there's a lot of a lot of reasons for why things in life can happen, and for whatever reason, I think it is a miracle that you are where you are. Just hearing your story, I can hear the power behind it, and I can only imagine what those words do for those that need to hear them uh, in Oxford County, and that's really that's really special. So I want to thank you for all that you do, sincerely. Um, and I want to add right now, like whatever resource broadcast you want to plug in um, for those that might know somebody in recovery and addiction or sees tendencies that they don't see as healthy could lead to negative ways of life. You know, what, what resources would you provide anybody listening right now? Um, so uh, anybody who is dealing with substance use disorder themselves or they have a family member with it, um, please reach out to us, um, connect with us. If uh, we can't provide the immediate service that you need, we will connect you with somebody who can. Um, if anything, uh, we we can be a support system. Uh, we can be someone who understands what you're going through. Um, so I think it's important that uh, people not feel shame. 
um, that uh, even if uh, you're struggling and you're not even really ready to do anything about it, maybe maybe you don't feel like you can stop or you don't want to stop, still reach out to us. We'll we'll connect with you. We're not going to force you to do anything. Um, we're we're there to support you and encourage you and to let you know that we understand. Uh, and then hopefully uh, we, you know, we hope that down the line when, when you are ready or when things become uh, bad enough uh, that uh, we will be there to help you through that process. I think one of the things that I, that I keep hearing um, uh, from you, Kari, and also some of the literature I've been reading about it is that is that you know the community itself is so critically important to resolving the issue meaning you know we call the show community what a concept and it really is exactly what we're talking about not only do we talk about the services and products and that are that are that are delivered through community concepts to the people who are in need in the community but we are also reaching out to organizations like yours so that we can involve those organizations in what it is that we're talking about week in and week out so one of the questions i'd like to ask you is you folks need funding and you 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 need people to be reaching out to you and saying we're willing to donate we're willing to become part of this we're willing to make this work but you know once again, you know, you're the only paid employee. You're depending on volunteers. Um, talk a little bit about what you're doing to raise funds and some, maybe some of the events coming up so that we can continue to promote this and get, get that money flowing in your direction. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, so Wamari has just launched uh, a fundraising campaign where we are reaching out to the community, to individuals and businesses and asking for their support. So I'll say that Wamari has a strategic plan. Um, so we know what we want to do and uh, we know how much money we need to do that. And uh, right now we operate on a very uh, small budget. Um, so literally every penny helps <laughs> and uh, we know how to make uh, every penny go as far as it possibly can. So um if anybody is interested in learning more about Wamari, our community, our monthly community meetings are open to the public. So we invite you to come to one of our meetings and um, and just uh, hang out with us and hear uh, firsthand what it is we're doing. Uh, maybe uh, maybe you have an opportunity to uh, get more involved. Um, another thing we have coming up is the sixth annual Western Maine Recovery Rally. So every year, Wamari uh, puts on a, a recovery rally, which is a march that starts in Longley Square in Norway and uh, goes down to Moore Park in South Paris, where we meet and we gather for speakers, food, fun. Uh, everyone is invited to attend. It's a family-friendly event. Um, and we all get together and we hear people like me share their experiences, as well as uh, hear from family members and uh, from legislators who support the work that we're doing as well. So we do fund that uh, event entirely ourselves. Um, so there are sponsorship op opportunities if uh, someone is interested in sponsoring the rally. And then um, also every every donation helps. So you know, twenty thirty dollars, it will be put to use. What when is that? What is the date on that? Uh... Sunday, September eighteenth, 
And we meet at Longley Square at 11 o'clock and we start the march uh, at 1130. Um, and then we go until 3 p.m. We do provide transportation. Um, I just got an email this morning. We secured transportation from Rumford to the event. So that's great. Um, and then we provide transportation from Moore Park back up into Norway for people that have parked their vehicles up there. And if people and if people want to donate, they should they should basically be prepared. If they if they can come there and they can they can provide a, a, some cash or a check or whatever, you know me, I'm, yeah. I'm always raising money. <laughs> uh, but my point is is that it's important that people out there understand that you know it's like anything, and 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 I I, I say it often because of my kind of because of my experience with the Chamber of Commerce, which is also a nonprofit organization, believe it or not. The fact is, is that we're always raising money because we can't provide the services that we provide if we don't have the support financially of the community. Period. And so right there is what we're talking about today, is the fact that Wamari is doing such a great job with, with mostly volunteers and, and the great work that uh, Kari is doing as well. But again, you know, there's only so much you can do with the limited funds that you have. So folks, this addiction issue and everything that goes with it and all of the recovery that is possible through it can only happen if we're supporting it as a community. Yes, um, and I will say um, that uh, my the funding for my position has almost run out for the year. Mm. So the the small amount of grant funding that we do have for my position, which the grant year runs uh, February to February, um, we are uh, very close to the spending limit of that. So any donations will go to further fund my position and the work that I'm doing. Without that funding, I can't do the work that I'm doing. You got to have somebody up front and they got to be, you know, somebody's got to be taking care of that person so that that person can do the work. And I think that that's a critically important point. Kari, you mentioned monthly meetings. Are those set? Yes. So uh, we meet every Wednesday via Zoom. So it's very convenient um, from 6 to 730. And the link can be found on our website as well as on Facebook. So it's weekly and not monthly? It's monthly. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, monthly. monthly. First first Wednesday first of every Wednesday. month. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So we have a, a meeting coming up next Wednesday. Okay. Oh, that's great. I, I think that that's really important that people understand that if you really want to get a good idea of what is going on with your organization, attend one of these meetings. Absolutely. You know, I, that to me is what it's all about. Because obviously, if you attend the meeting and you see the board members that are there and the uh the discussion that you're having surrounding what it is that you continue to do to try to grow the organization is critically important to funding. And uh, the more people that, that tune in, the better. And we can do, I mean, we can promote that on the show. We're promoting it on the show. And, uh, and we will continue to do that through community concepts, but also through the Chamber of Commerce. You know, we'll make sure that we get that information out to people because it is critically important. And, you know, Zoom is wonderful. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so easy. It is. Um, and and people, can, uh, people can be there and and be a part of it, and I think that that's critically important. Uh, anything else, Christian I just, or uh, Ruby? I, I do want to highlight your community integration. I can tell there's a focus in your work and bringing in the community, and I think that is the key to the work and our work as well, mm-hmm. um, especially the Oxford Hills community. I, I have a heart for where I come from because it is really, really special in the way that it comes together. I know people of very different political persuasions that have the same heart on this issue mm-hmm. um, because we can all speak to it in a very personal and close way. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that. And you do a really good job with the march. Mm-hmm. The fact that you transport people back to the beginning, 
I can't tell you how many times <laughs> as a kid walking with my little baseball team, we had to do the reverse parade where we all go back. Right. You know, I've, every Christmas parade, you do it twice. Yep. But it, it's really special to hear what you're doing, to hear that it's happening right here in my hometown. I, I just really love your work. So thank you. Thank you for coming on. And mm-hmm. politics ain't got nothing to do with it. It does not. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, <laughs> there you go. I love it. I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, that's the point is, is that it doesn't matter no. what kind of political persuasion you have. This is not a moral issue. This is a, this is an issue about helping people live right. and, uh, and making it possible for people to recover from a terrible sickness. And uh, you've talked, uh, and thank you so much for your transparency, by the way. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's tough. You know, that, that kind of transparency is, is critically important, I think, so that people out there that are listening to this show and will be listening to the show on demand will understand exactly what we're talking about here, um, that there is help, that there are people you can talk with, and uh, you're, you're the person they need to get in touch with. So, yeah. Did we forget anything? Did we not ask anything else that you want to add? No, I I think we we spoke about a lot. I just want to say how incredibly grateful I am for this opportunity to to come and share. It's it's so important that we get the word out and that we connect with as many people as possible. So thank you very much uh, for allowing me to come here and share today. We thank you. Absolutely. I mean that that's critically important. So I think that's going to about do it for the week, Ruby. It is. We've we've made our our plate for the week we have and we will make sure by the way once again i want to make sure everyone understands you can pick up this show on demand on mm-hmm. any app um it's going to it's going to live at our website live at community concepts website so people will be able to access this so kari if you want to let your people know and the people that uh, you connect with that they can they can listen to this um uh forever um because it, because it's going to be archived we'll do that and then we'll get out there and we'll make sure that we're promoting uh the upcoming uh initiative in mm-hmm. september and we'll also promote the fact that people can attend these meetings on a monthly basis so there you go absolutely and we'll put it in a facebook post as well that you can share on your facebook great thank you yeah. absolutely and then of course we'll be back again next week with another episode of community what a concept am i correct i believe so and i we- can't Christian. I don't know who the guest is. We don't is. know who it is. That's okay. I don't have any. We, like, we occasionally like to surprise people, you know? I mean, that's that's one of the things that we do, but we always have a lot of fun. So uh, I guess that's going to about do it for the week. That'll do it. Thank uh, you. Once Kari. again, Kari, thank you so much. Thank Best you. of luck and best wishes to you uh, on your journey and on the continued journey of Wamari. We'll thank help you. that out. Once again, I'm John Williams for Ruby and for Christian and for Kari. Oh, Wendy's sitting over in the corner again. And uh, this is Community What a Concept. Always a pleasure to be with you, everybody. Once again, have a great week. Make it a safe one. And we will see you again next Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Right around 9 o'clock in the morning. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.